0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue
2: bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com The Hardline, this is Kevin Hardwick back for a second straight week. This is the Ice Storm edition of our program. And a great program it is. Let me uh, let me set the table for you. In about half an hour, I'll be joined live in studio by a couple of the students uh, who sponsored that uh, gun control rally a week or so ago. Uh, those would be Andy Kowalczyk and Georgia Vanderwater. Andy is a senior at Clarence High School, Georgia a senior at East Aurora. Unlike the rally, though, they'll be joined in studio by a, uh, a gun control opponent, uh, the uh, Chairman Emeritus of SCOPE, this uh, Shooters Committee on Political Education. Bud Schroeder will be joining us, and we'll have a great conversation. Uh, after that, we'll be kind of debriefing, and Dave Graber from Channel 4 will be here live in studio, and we'll be to probably taking some of your calls. We open up the show, however, with a few people that uh, I just love, uh, a couple of social studies teachers, Bill Conrad, who is a social studies teacher at Kenmore West High School. He's also a Democratic member of the Tanawanda Town Board. And Hank Hughes from God's Country, the city of Tonawanda High School. Uh, <laughs> Hank, is, uh, Hank is here, uh, and they teach the, the government uh, participation classes. And I'm also joined by one of my students at Canisius College, uh, Amelia Green. Greenan. Amelia is a senior. She's also the student government president there. And what I want to do is go around the table and talk a little bit about student activism, because since the Parkland shooting, it's, it's been in the news quite a bit, both nationally and, and here locally. Uh, and of course, we'll follow up in half an hour with the students, but this is kind of like the pregame show. Uh, bill, let me start with you. You teach the participation in government classes
0: I, I teach the u s history and government class uh but but I am familiar with the course and,
2: and, and Hank, you teach participation in government specifically, correct I do i mean what do, <clears throat> let, let me ask you guys and and either of you can jump in and this is conversational what do we what do we want of our students i mean why why are we teaching them this? Do we want them to to jump in head first or do we just want to give them the tools to participate if they want? Um, well, I think what what do you make of what's going on? Well, I,
0: I, I, we always want our kids to, uh, to be civic minded, uh, to be, uh, I think empathetic, uh, to what's going on. And, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's one of the struggles as being a teacher is trying to get kids engaged. Uh, and certainly this is, has caused a lot of kids to get engaged at this particular point. I don't know how Hank feels about that. Uh, I think more maybe to give them tools. I I think we have a
3: huge responsibility as uh, educators in a republic um, to prepare them. And I think if you read what the founders wanted us to teach uh, kids, there's three major points that they usually outline when you read, like, George Mason and George Washington. And one is that you have to be virtuous to live in a republic Mm -hmm. and have morality. And actually, I think uh, you didn't see these type of events happen in the 1800s and early 1900s. I mean, you used to be able to order a... A, a gun in the Sears robot catalog <laughs> here and they deliver it to you our gun laws are tougher than ever so I think it's a morality problem uh, second that education uh, you know is a discipline and I think sometimes we're lacking in discipline in the public schools so I think that brings about a little bit of the trouble and then the third thing is and I try to emphasize with my students uh, a understanding of your history and your country and especially the constitution and, and sometimes I worry I hear the gun control debate I don't hear too many people come out and Realizes is, is it it's a natural right.
2: You know, it's the First I, Amendment, I, also. I, I, I want to get to Amelia in, in, in a moment, but uh, but Hank and, and Bill are social studies teachers out there right now. Is it tougher to engage kids in talking about government and learning about government today than it was, say, 30 or 40 years ago? I, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I mean, here, here's what I'm thinking. You know, back, uh, back when I was growing up, uh, you know TV was where it was at mm-hmm. and if you wanted to be around TV you know the same way you know my my three-year-old grandson will play with his tablet you know I wanted to be near the TV and if you wanted to be the near the TV between 630 and 7 o'clock on a uh, on a weekday you were gonna watch in my house you were gonna watch Walter Cronkite and you were gonna learn something about uh, about uh, you know, America and about what's going on current events you don't have that now I mean there's so many different channels there's so many different other places you can go uh, the internet you can you know you you could stay totally away from news and government and any knowledge at all and sometimes when you guys bring it up you know when my social studies brought, teacher brought it up I said oh yeah I heard about that war that's going on from Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. last night you guys is what we're, we're you know, there there there's something going on in Syria where's that
0: we are definitely competing with a lot of other things in the classroom uh, trying to get kids to be engaged Uh, Aware of what's going on is is a constant struggle. Uh, I do find though when we when we get into specific rights of students when it applies to them. Uh, you get a lot more engagement. Uh, you get the kids willing to go out there and, and express opinions and things.
2: Like, like uh, give me an example. Like uh, net neutrality. Do you talk to, about yeah, them or uh, well, that or, or something it, about it, the it, use it, of it, it their has come up? But uh, more, more,
0: more, often than not, like when we get into some of the you know First Amendment cases or you know when we talk about search and seizure and things like that, they definitely become more animated. Uh, especially when you get into cases like New Jersey versus TLO and some of these other cases, they'll definitely give their opinions, they'll come in, uh, they'll, they'll feel, you know, they'll, they'll get a lot more hands raised, a lot more kids talking. Mm-hmm. And it's really how, like like we said before, it's a lot how, how we engage them in that conversation. Hank? Uh, I love my
3: students, so we have, I have really good engagement, um, especially this semester, I think. Every Friday we have a debate, and I try to emphasize all the time, I don't know if it's going to be your favorite uh, subject. It might be your worst, mm-hmm. but no matter what, government is all over and it affects everything from the light bulbs you use to the drinking age. So we kind of start off with some of the debates, like drinking age and things that kind of apply to them. Oh, sure. And, sure. and then gun control. And uh, but I'm I, sure I uh, always show both
2: Amelia. Some, let me let me let me turn to you. You are uh, again a future. student of mine at Canisius College. You are a senior, graduating senior. You're the uh, student government president there. Now you were elected student government president, and and I think they made a great choice. But I, I think you were unopposed, weren't you?
4: Yes, originally um, was contested, and then my opponent dropped out of the race halfway did, through.
2: Did you did you have some dirt on them or what?
4: No, 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 no. no that wasn't it.
2: But but I, I mean, how how involved, how engaged are students in government beyond just your political science majors who all want to be lawyers? Uh, you know, is there a lot of apathy on, on, on campus with the student body? Um, this thing in Parkland went down. I didn't see, I saw a lot of high school students doing things, walking out and whatnot, but I didn't see a heck of a lot going on on campus.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting um, because, you know, my circle of friends, I'm involved in student government, I'm a political science major, so I see the people who are really um, actively engaged in politics and care and it, you know, it matters to them. Um, however, on campus, you know, there's always, sometimes that group is smaller than the larger population. However, standing or sitting in student government, we had students come before us saying, hey, you know, we want to go to this March for Our Lives event in Washington, D.C. Like, can you send us on a bus with, um, you know, Mayor Brown and them? Um, so we do have students who will come before us and say, hey, this matters to us, and we want to actively engage in it, which is great to see. But, you know, across the board, it is a struggle to get students engaged in, you know, the political realm and Is, is
2: that difficult, however? I mean, do you get frustrated?
4: It is frustrating. Um the actually the first I mean, I mean
2: just go back to participation in student elections. Right.
4: Yeah, and it's actually funny cuz the first class I ever had with Dr. Hardwick, um he taught us that politics matters and I'll never forget that. And I think it's really true and so that's why it is frustrating, you know, to see people not actively engaged because it really does matter who you elect matters and how, you know, the course and the agenda goes. Um so it's frustrating but it's also important to get people engaged as they, as we possibly can.
2: Well, well, that was. Uh, if, if you're wondering, that was indeed the sole reason I brought Amelia on this morning was to throw praise my way. <laughs> we we have to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, uh, Amelia Greenan, the student government president at Canisius College, will still be here, as well as social studies teachers Bill Conrad and Hank Hughes. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 W B E N. Yeah, some uh, some weird bump of music. Uh, Joe Beamer. Uh, speaking of government, Joe Beamer, producing this morning. Joe uh, tells me he's the former student government treasurer for Madai College, uh, which uh, you know I used to have a high opinion of Madai. I don't know how they would let anybody. Control that much money. Anyway, I'm joined in studio right now. It wasn't by, that much money? <laughs> it wasn't that much money. Joe says. Uh, Amelia Greenan from Kenesha's College. She is the student government president over there. Hank Hughes from tonawanda High School. He teaches uh, social studies over there and social studies teacher at Ken West. Uh, Bill uh, Conrad are joining me in studio. We're kind of doing the uh, the, uh, the 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 pregame show at uh, at the bottom of the hour. I'll be joined live in studio by Bud Schroeder. Uh, chairman of Scope uh, Shooters Committee on Political Education. They'll be joined by a couple of students, Georgia Vanderwater and Andy Kowalczyk, who were at that forum uh, recently in Clarence. So uh, uh, I'm not sure if that'll be a conversation or a social science experiment, but the, I, I, I think it'll. I think it'll make <laughs> I for good you were radio. Joking when you did. Let me. Well, well, no, you know, <laughs> Bill. Let me let me start with you, and let me go around the table. Sure. Let's let's transition and talk about what happened after Parkland and those kids getting involved there. Uh, and and having that giant rally down in D.C., then we've got kids locally uh, mm-hmm. uh, taking on, if you will, the establishment and and holding events. Is um, is is this a good thing uh, for our democracy that our young people are getting involved? Do you think that the kids, in some cases, are making some mistakes? going too far. I know there's been a lot of criticism of them. Mm. My own feeling of uh, regarding it is some of it might be valid. Obviously, some of it is just garbage and goes, you know, it's just nasty and and, sure. and has no place. But as a social studies teacher and, and being around kids that age all the time, are you surprised that uh, this I, has taken I, I off am. the way it is? I, I
0: haven't seen uh, in a long time, or if any, I've been teaching for 18 years, I haven't seen this much engagement uh, in the classroom or outside of it. Uh, Literally none uh, that I can speak of. The only thing I really reference is maybe like the Lancaster students walking out with the Redskin name. With changed. the Redskins, yeah, that's the only thing I've ever seen where students. They, are they really... were in favor
2: of Redskins. Though. Yes, they, they wanted were. to they, keep they Redskins. They were. I,
0: I'm not from that community, but uh, I know that they had uh, done a walkout. Yeah. I think about 500 students had walked out. Um, that's the only real engagement I've seen uh, before.
2: You know, that's a that's a good point, Hank. Hank, this is obviously the the ongoing debate now, and what the kids are active about, gun control specifically. Is something a lot more substantive than the name of a name of a mascot, without a doubt. Uh, do you think that the kids um, kids are, are are Do you think that the kids should be subject to some of the criticism that's been leveled at them? Obviously, some of it has gone too far. What are your thoughts about everything that's gone on?
3: Uh, yeah, I think once you step into the political arena, I think you're fair game, and then you can't hide even, behind even
2: your even even if age. you're only. 17, 16 years old.
3: Well, I, I was impressed very much with the uh, students that went to the White House uh, shortly after. And I thought it was a very civil debate and mm-hmm. civil discourse. And I always tell my kids, listen, we're going to debate. You can't scream over people. You mm-hmm. can't just call names and use glittering generalities. And I, I think the people that went to the White House were, were very impressive, whether you agree with it or not, just talk about the age, should you purchase certain weapons at 21 instead of 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I think it was the same day with the CNN town hall. Um, I thought that was a, you know, destroyed civil discourse in a way. Yeah. I, I think. What, when you, what,
2: what was it that bothered
3: you so much about that? It kind of reminded me of the two minute of hate scene from nineteen eighty four. I mean, I, I thought it was a lot of glittering generalities there. I, I just, when you attack uh, Senator Rubio, and just um, you know compare him to a mass murder, and that's what the one kid yeah, said. I, yeah. I, I think that's ridiculous, and I think when. Uh, they attacked Emma, or uh, when Emma Gonzalez uh, attacked Dana Lash and said, you, it's either guns or kids. And uh, I just thought that was a little over the top screaming, you, calling do her you, murder. And,
2: do you chalk some of that up to youthful inexperience or or? Well, there's or no
3: doubt. Believe me, I under—I yeah. I couldn't understand what they've gone through. There's no doubt. And sometimes passion and even anger is, is necessary at times. Uh, but at the same time, I just thought um, it was it was definitely over the top.
2: I uh, Amelia you're uh, you're in the uh, the room here with three old men um well the two two of them and an older man and me <laughs> Uh, but uh, you're you're a lot closer to the age of those kids. I mean, you were there just a few years ago. You're about to graduate uh, college uh, with a Canisius College degree, which, by the way, guys, you know, you can't get a better degree than Canisius. <laughs> but uh, but you know, these are high school students. You know, you can relate to them a lot more. What are your thoughts on on what they've done? And do you do you admire them? Do you think they've gone too far? Are you are you mixed emotions?
4: I think, um, I think it's very impressive to see, impressive and courageous to see that these kids are so brave in, um, using their voice, um, on, on topic that they really care about. Um, at the same time, I think that, I think everyone has their voice and it's important to use it for what you care about, but at the same time, making sure that you are you know speak with compassion and you're accurate and so that way you're meeting people where you're at where they're at and getting things done so I think it's really impressive that the students are using their voice and I thought it was interesting what Mr. Conrad and Mr. Hughes said about making sure giving the students the tools that they need to be able to um, engage in politics and use their voice um, but also make sure that it's effective and you know be able to speak with an informed opinion um, and make sure that you're precise and accurate and compassionate at the same time while you're speaking.
2: One one of the things about the Parkland students um, that I didn't get originally is how effective they were. Again, regardless of which side of the gun control debate you're on, um, whether you're whether you're for more control or against it, um, you have to admit that they got a lot more done in a short period of time than say the parents, uh, much older, much more experienced parents of those Sandy Hook kids. And and, and you would have thought that uh, that you, you know. Senators and congressmen and state legislators would have been moved more by the parents of kids who had lost first graders than a bunch of high school kids. But, you know, that hasn't been the case. Does does that surprise anybody else around the table? Or does anybody have an explanation for that?
0: I don't know if I have an explanation, but I I have to agree that, uh, I mean – Again, it's amazing to see the, the amount of the outpour, the, uh, the, the definitely the opinions coming out of both right and left on this. Uh, it certainly has gotten the whole entire country engaged in this conversation. It's, it's, it's something that's happening more and more.
2: Hey, Hank, do you think that this is going to last? Uh, you, you know, the, 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 I haven't seen the kids from Parkland in a week or so on TV. Do you think this is going to go through the news cycle and five months from now it'll be, yeah, I remember something about that? Or do you think it's going to have a lasting effect?
3: I, I tend to agree with you in that regard. And, and I wish they would get more specific if they truly believe in just school safety. I think sometimes gun control is so divisive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you come up with a real concrete solution. I thought the one... Uh, Father who lost his daughter at Mr. Pollock, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was totally right. Listen, after nine eleven, we revamped airport security, and we should do the same in the schools. If it's simply about keeping our students safe, I think there's some things we could agree on. One way into a building, one way out. Uh, have some kind of trained police officer or yeah. somebody trained there. I, I, I mean, I think that's the first step. So I think sometimes. Gun control got you, us a little you, you distracted. You know, the focus
2: focus has been at least for the last few weeks on high school shootings. But I mean, campus there have been campus, soft, soft targets. So, soft targets. Yeah. And, and, and Amelia, I mean, is that something that the, that the folks at Canisius Student Government have talked about?
4: Yeah, you know, it's definitely come up, especially with all that's happening right now. Um, like I said, the students coming before us and saying, "Hey, we want to be a part of this. We want to go act. You know, advocate." On behalf of Kenesha, at the March for Our Lives and things like that, um, but I do think at the same time, getting more specific. What what are specific ways that we can protect our students and make sure that this really doesn't ever happen again?
0: Yeah, that's I, I, if I if I may. Uh, one of the biggest things that we've been saying in our classes is, okay, what's next? You've had this walkout, you've had this march. What what and, and as Hank is pointing out is, what what is next? What what is how do what tools do we have? Uh, if you're against this, uh, where where is your mm-hmm. voice in this? Uh, those are the things that we, we, we can kind of harness as social studies teachers to work on. Uh, but at the same time, and Hank and I were talking about this before, is not interjecting our bias. You know, both of us have, you know, different opinions. You know, I'm a gun owner. I'm, I don't know if he is. But, you know, we, we have to be careful of not interjecting our own opinion in this in the classroom. That's important. Yeah.
2: Well, I think, I think the important thing is, and we've got to wrap the discussion up now because uh, Alan Harris is standing by in the news pod with the top of the hour news, uh the important thing is that the discussion be civil and, and we've started that way off today and hopefully in a few minutes we'll be joined in in studio by a couple of students uh and a uh, gun control uh, uh opponent and we'll have a civil discussion and that'll be when we come back. In the meantime I want to thank uh, Bill Conrad, Hank Hughes thank you. and Amelia Greenen for kicking yeah. off the show for me. Uh I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: It is 10.30. Good morning from the WBEN Newsroom. I'm Alan Harris, and here's what's happening. The ice still causing headaches this morning. Numerous reports of wires down Walden Avenue near the Galleria has been closed. Many accidents, including one in the parking lot of the Clarence Service Center in the thruway that sent one woman to ECMC. It'll be a while until it gets better, according to meteorologist John Hitchcock at the airport. So as we continue to add weight, and we still have this rather brisk northeast wind, there could be uh some increase in damage as we go through as we go through the morning with more in the way of trees coming down and power lines coming down so uh, as far as damage potential uh, we could still face some problems as we go through the morning the road should improve as temperatures begin to creep up and the uh, high april sun angle begins to warm the road surfaces, so I think after 10 or 11 the road conditions should improve. And for a complete list of uh, advisories and closings, go to WBEN.com. Buffalo Bills, great Jim Kelly's been released from a New York City hospital where he had extensive cancer and reconstruction surgery. Kelly will remain in New York for the next two weeks for his recovery. The lawyer for porn actress Stormy Daniels says it's possible she'll be at Monday's hearing into the FBI raid of the home and offices of the president's personal lawyer, Michael Cohn, whose own lawyer went to court to temporarily halt any examination of the material that was seized, claiming attorney-client privilege. As we hear from ABC News, Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl, Trump's attorneys are nervous. The
0: legal team for the president is more worried about Michael Cohen than they are about Robert Mueller. And part of that fear is what they don't know. They truly have no idea what are in his files. And part is what they do know. Michael Cohen was the president's fixer when the president had an issue, a problem. Cohen fixed it, no questions asked.
1: That's Jonathan Carl. First alert forecast for today. Windy, freezing rain this morning can lead to slippery roads and sidewalks. There can be enough ice buildup on some trees and power lines to cause some power outages. We've had that. But later this afternoon, temperature goes up. We'll get up to about 45, they say. Tonight, considerably cloudy and breezy with some rain becoming steady. And then tonight, the low overnight is going to be 42. Right now, though, wintry mix, 32 degrees. I'm Alan Harris, News Radio 930
2: WBN. line, This is Kevin Hardwick uh, kicking off the uh, the second half hour, and I'm joined live in studio by Andy Kowalczyk. Andy is a uh, student, a senior at uh, Clarence High School. He's been involved recently in organizing the recent forum. Also joining us is Bud Schroeder. Bud is Chairman Emeritus of SCOPE, the Shooters Committee on Political Education. We're going to do a little roundtable on gun control and student activism uh we were hoping to have uh in studio georgia vanderwater a senior at east aurora but unfortunately the ice storm has gotten the best of us all here and uh, she is going to be unable to make it um andy let me let me begin by with with you um you 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 told me already next year you're going to ub that you didn't even apply to canisius which again is one strike against you but that's okay we'll 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 continue on uh with the interview were you uh were you politically active before this whole parkland thing i mean did that stir something in you or were you you know involved in 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 public issues before that
5: i would describe myself i would describe myself as politically interested not necessarily active but after the parkland shooting I would say that's when I really decided to take action.
2: What was it about the Parkland shooting that impacted you? Was it the fact that, uh, I mean, kids obviously got shot. There have been other high school shootings. There was a shooting a few years ago in Sandy Hook where a bunch of little kids got uh, got mowed down. Uh, or was it that the fact that students uh, were so active there and did they inspire you? How did how did that all come about?
5: I would say initially it was mostly just it was kids my age. When Sandy Hook happened, I was twelve, mm-hmm. and I mean I heard about it, but it kind of went over my head. Where here, you're you're right in it. You're the same age as these kids. You know that it's possible that this type of thing could happen to you. So that's kind of why I became interested in it.
2: So so the kids down in uh, the kids, the students down in uh, Parkland, Florida, got organized and they 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 m- had had an impact uh, almost immediately. At least in the state of Florida, in in the legislature there um what did you do here i mean you had that forum recently i mean that just didn't happen walk me through that i mean did you talk to your best friend and one thing led to another i mean obviously there were we were we were hoping to have uh georgia here from east aurora it went beyond uh clarence high school yeah
5: well it's been a string of events for me so right after the the day there the night of which we heard about the shooting i Started looking up my representative, Chris Collins, and looked up his stances on uh, gun issues, and found that I didn't necessarily agree with them. So I kind of started letting people know around me, and we decided to do something about it. So that was when I don't know if you heard about it. We there was a a protest across from his office uh, mm-hmm. that I organized. That, um, and then there was the walkout, which I also helped organize, and then. It just kind of culminated with the student forum, which I think has just been building up to. And and the fact
2: that you were able to get other schools was that a because of social media right. or, or did yeah. people call you or how did yeah that no
5: I think it's just uh, a common interest. It was we started doing like events in which we found ourselves associated with people we necessarily wouldn't get the chance to initially, and it's kind of just stemmed from there.
2: Now now for for those in our listening audience who aren't familiar with your group. Uh, and and what you did at the forum, what what sort of specific things are you looking for? What sort of actions would you like government at the state, at the federal level to take? Um,
5: Well, I would say it's largely right now looking at it, at least from a gun violence uh, portion, would be at the federal level because uh, New York is already relatively strict with the SAFE Act, Mm -hmm. where we... Definitely want to address the background checks we want to address. Bump stocks have already been addressed, but kind of look into those issues on a federal level.
2: So are, are you comfortable with the way things are in New York State right now with the I, SAFE Act? I would say I'm comfortable, but then again,
5: I have to add a disclaimer. I'm 17 years old. <laughs> I've never handled a gun in my life, so I can't say I'm the most uh, Informed on it, but I've tried to do my research as well as I can, and yeah. I think I am comfortable with it. All right,
2: uh, let me let me turn to my other guest, uh, Bud Schroeder, Chairman Emeritus of uh, of Scope, um, someone I've known for a long time, and I I asked him on this morning because uh, Bud is uh, Bud for those people who don't know him is kind of like everybody's grandfather. He's a he's a nice guy. He feels strongly about what he does, but I think uh, unlike a lot of people out there. Uh, who have gone after the Parkland students? I think uh, Bud is a very responsible advocate for his position, and we can have some civil discourse here. So uh, don't, you know, don't uh, don't make me a liar, Bud. What uh, what was your reaction when you heard of what uh, Andy and his uh, his uh, fellow students were doing, putting together this forum? Um, you know, did you say, well, you know, let's let's have a nice debate, or did you say those uh, those darn kids? What are they doing? What was what was your reaction?
6: The action was one I feel honored that you'd ask me to come and talk to him. I had a chance to talk to Andy a little bit before we went on air. And, uh, again, I feel honored to be able to come here with a young person, a young person that is interested in politics and activism. I mean, when I go to a group that is filled with activists, if they have any hair at all, it's gray. And it's really (laughs) inspiring to see a young man that has the passion and the uh, time and the desire to come out and make things better. We may disagree on the subject and how it's done, but I kind of got the feeling that our end results are similar, and it's just that we're using different paths.
2: Well, we we all want schools to be safe, absolutely. Uh, Andy uh, is is you know going the the we got to do something about guns route. You would argue for something else.
6: What I uh, usually do, and I I don't like to call it an argument, but it sometimes ends up that way, is that uh, my side of the issue is we're against all violence, and the term gun violence is too limited. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I kind of think that it's misnomered, and it should be labeled as the criminal misuse of firearms, because only if you use the numbers and uh, get rid of the emotionalism involved one quarter of one percent of gun owners in America are causing the problems they' are the criminals and crazies and that's where it has to be addressed not the 99 and three quarters percent of people who own guns and are honestly standing but that but
2: that one quarter of one percent can do a lot of damage they certainly can and and they have and obviously that's why we're here today you know you make a you make some nice comments about Andy and 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 admiring him for being a, a you know involved at uh, at his age that's uh that's a good thing and i would uh, I would agree with you on that listen we 've got to take a quick break now uh but the plan for the next uh segment is to go on and uh uh get uh, get bud and Andy to flesh out more of their opinions about gun control and student activism. Beginning uh, after the eleven o'clock news, however, we'll open it up to some phone calls, some responsible phone calls. So uh if you want to get in line, the number to call eight oh three oh nine thirty, eight oh three oh nine thirty. Again, we won't be taking them till after the eleven o'clock news, but I got a feeling that the lines may fill up kind of quickly. Uh so we have to take a break now when we come back. Uh Andy Kwalchik, uh student from Clarence, a senior there, and Bud Schroeder, the chairman emeritus of Scope, will rejoin me in the studio I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick, just sitting here on this uh icy Sunday morning with Bud Schroeder. Chairman of SCOPE, the uh, Shooters Committee on Political Education. Also, Andy Kowalczyk, a senior from Clarence High School, talking about uh, gun control and forums and student activisms. Um, but let me ask you, uh, uh, you know, Andy uh, Andy would like to limit access to guns and do more background checks and, and the like. How would you go about stopping the violence we've seen in schools, I mean, leading up to the Parkland shooting? And, you know, Parkland isn't the first, and unfortunately it probably won't be the last. What uh, What's on your agenda?
6: I think perhaps the best and most direct approach would be school security. That uh, It's kind of like the airports. They had mm-hmm. a problem prior to uh, 9-11, and they corrected it by having more security coming in. And I think the schools could do it the same way. That one way coming in, maybe have a magnetometer. Now, no
2: now I know that politically you're a you're a conservative. You're a registered conservative. However, yes, yes I am. And but uh, obviously that would be very very expensive. But you would you would view that as justified expenditure.
6: Well, I look at it this way: that there has been some controversy of putting a resource officer in the schools to protect the kids. Now I've been around the halls of uh, Albany and in uh, the halls of the politicians areas in the county and every one of them has security that uh, the judge has a bailiff and uh, you go into the wrath building and you have to go through the process of going through that way and it makes me wonder why the politicians think their life is worth being Mm -hmm. secure by having the guards there and not the children who are more vulnerable than they could be.
2: Andy is there any uh, as, as you talk to people about gun control uh, and And how to stop the violence in the schools have you found common ground with folks like Bud or other people who think you might be wrong on wanting to you know ban this weapon or that weapon, but you know some of these other measures i mean where 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 do you come down on something like more security in schools right so basically
5: i 'm thinking that I can understand that idea that we need to in in a sense harden the schools like we do everything else, and I understand why we 'd want to do that. These buildings are very safe, like like the courthouses, like those. Mm-hmm. They're very safe. But the only concern I'd have with that is that, at least I know as a seventeen year old, going to school already feels like going to prison. And in a <laughs> sense, not not I, every I gotta day. tell you, you're the not the first seventeen year old to feel <laughs> like that. But so I think having that is only going to amplify it. And I yeah. I've learned too. A lot of teachers are saying now we're having problems with attendance. Uh, Bigger and bigger with all, like, the subjects being online these days. Kids don't feel like they come to school. Now they're going to go, well, I definitely don't want to go through those metal detectors. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to do that extra work just to go do something I can get online. Let, let,
2: let me ask, ask, ask Bud, follow up with Bud on, on that solution. Um, you know, I am certainly have no problem with that. I think it would be a good idea. I think resource officers, should, we should have more resource officers, no question. But you can't have a resource officer everywhere at the mall and every place else. And if uh, you know what, what's the, you know what's the end end game? What's the solution for shootings elsewhere, other soft targets?
6: Here's the whole problem. The other side of mine is that they're focusing on guns, mm-hmm. and the real problem is people. Sure. If uh, I hit a hammer and I used it to build a house, it's a tool. If I use that same hammer to crush your skull it becomes a weapon now the common denominator denominator on all these events is a person is the one that did it now they say well ban the uh, assault weapons first of all that's a misnomer because uh, for all practical purposes assault weapons have been banned since 1934 but the uh, the fact that I want to make out is a person has to be involved in order to uh, make a disaster like this. Since the second generation of man, we have seen evil, and we know that Cain killed Abel. We don't know what he used, but I'll guarantee it wasn't a rifle
2: of any sort. Do you, do, you think, do you think we need to invest more of our resources in mental health?
6: Oh, definitely so. That is the real problem, is that it takes an evil person or a crazy person to create that sort of mayhem, and that's where it should be focused. Now, banning guns or any type of guns doesn't work because criminals don't obey laws. And if bans worked, we wouldn't have the opiate problem in America that we do. There's no place you can buy the drugs legally, and yet 11 people a day or or more are dying from overdoses.
2: Andy, I I, I looked at some of your press clippings, or maybe it was your website, uh, and I know that you're trying to branch out and deal with other problems, including, I think, the environment, but I think I did see something on there about mental health someplace.
5: Yeah, mental health is definitely a huge facet in this issue. And if you say it's only a guns issue, or if it's only a mental health issue, I'm going to disagree with you because I think such a complex issue ranging across our whole society can't just be determined by a single thing. So you have to look at all aspects of it and decide what do we need to do.
2: So you would find common ground with Bud on mental health, but you say it's not enough. We ha- we still have to do something about guns.
5: Yeah, that would be uh, my view on it.
2: Okay, let me let me uh, in in the three minutes or so before the uh, the top of the news hour uh, break. Uh, let me uh, throw out a question about uh, uh, student activism in in general. Um, and criticism, you know, you, Andy, you put yourself out there. You're like you're like the Parkland students, a local version of that, and they're receiving a lot of criticism. I mean, there's some just nasty, mean stuff out there, but there's probably some criticism which I might say is 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 valid. Uh, do you get a lot of incoming, and how do you deal with it? And do you think any of it is is justified?
5: Yeah, uh, we get a lot of it, and it's understandable. I heard one of your guests, though, earlier on the show saying that once you enter the political arena, you're subject mm-hmm. to this kind of thing. And I, for me, I completely agree. Like, I don't mind that people are not afraid to come after my views, mm-hmm. and it, I don't feel threatened by it. So it just comes down to believing what you believe in and not letting other people try
2: mm-hmm. to bring you down. One of One of the criticisms of the Parkland students – uh, is that they've gotten too political? That uh, you, you know, people on the right will say that they've been they, they're being used by people with their own agenda. Um, have has anyone on Facebook or anything else thrown that same sort of criticism at you? Especially, I'm thinking of your your spat with Congressman Collins. I can imagine that there are a lot of Republicans out there that say, "Well, the Democrats are just using these these kids uh, to uh, you know for their own purposes."
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a line, too. I think I heard after the shooting at the YouTube headquarters, it was five, ten minutes after we had heard of it, and there was already co- calls for gun control. And that I kind of disagree with, just because we don't even know the victims. Mm-hmm. We don't even know their names. So that, in my my idea, is politicizing a tragedy. But what the Parkland students was, they turned it on its head. They They were the victims, and they managed to say this isn't right and they stood up for what they believed.
2: Bud, uh, we got about a minute before the break. Uh, your your final thoughts in this segment before we go to break. And again, after break, we'll start to take some phone calls.
6: Yeah, one of the things that concerns me is that there, the media being leftist liberal in the mainstream is the one that always goes to the negative on this and offers their solutions of gun control when there's no balance from the other side that say, no, it is a mental health issue that it's not the gun, it's the person holding it that makes it dangerous. That's the only thing that makes an object a weapon is the person. Of
2: course, course there's also criticism coming at at, at the NRA and other uh, uh, anti-gun control groups saying the only time they seem to worry about mentally ill people is when something like this happens and people go after the guns. I mean, do you have a response to that criticism?
6: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I served on the NRA board of directors for 18 years. And uh, everyone there agrees that felons, you know, criminals, and the mentally ill should not have access to guns. And actually, it was the NRA that came up with the idea of the instant background check. And that is the one where it's supposed to weed out those that can't uh, purchase or own a gun. So that hasn't worked out all and, that well, and
2: that'll have to be the last word for this segment. Uh, Alan Harris is standing by in the news pod with the top of the hour news. When we come back, uh, Bud Schroeder uh, from Scope will be here, Andy Kwalchik from Clarence High School will still be here, and we'll begin to take your calls. So if you want to call, eight zero three zero nine thirty is a number. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio nine thirty
1: W B E N. Well, we've got a wintry mix in 32 degrees at 11 o'clock. Good morning from the WBEN Newsroom. I'm Alan Harris. Top stories. Weather expected to get a little better later today. And call me on TV tonight.
4: The WBEN first alert forecast calls for freezing rain this morning with windy conditions. By this afternoon, temperatures will be rising, changing that over to plain rain, a high of 45.
1: Well, Walden Avenue near the Galleria Mall has now reopened after reports of a major line down. It had been closed since just about 5 o'clock this morning. And then we had a rollover accident on the 219, a three-car accident in the parking lot of the Clarence Service Center where a woman had to be taken to ECMC. It's one of those days. There are still travel advisories, Erie, Niagara, Genesee counties, according to meteorologist John Hitchcock out at the National Weather Service. Yeah, the ice storm warning runs through 2 p.m. for most of western New York with the exception of the Southern Tier. There's a winter weather advisory there until 11 a.m., and uh, the freezing rain will continue throughout the morning. Then this afternoon, the temperatures begin to rise above freezing, and uh, whatever ice is on the trees will begin to melt off. And meteorologist Kirk Apple told us it should turn to rain later this afternoon. Eventually, everywhere
5: should be above freezing by this afternoon. Uh, and then, unfortunately, we have some more rain on the way for uh, tonight and Monday.
1: And there are some cancellations this morning and some advisories. You can find all those at WBEN.com. We just want to mention the chick Central Schools have now canceled the 2 o'clock performance of Beauty and the Beast. No word yet about the 6 o'clock performance. Buffalo Bill's great Jim Kelly has been released from New York City Hospital where he had extensive cancer and reconstruction surgery. Kelly will remain in New York City for the next two weeks for recovery. Spectrum cable subscribers will have to adjust the way they watch TV so soon the days of just simply plugging in a coaxial cable from the wall directly to the back of your TV to receive the cable will be in the past. And customers will now have to plug the cable into a digital receiver. This upgrade could cost customers from $699 to $1175 per month following a free period. The cost, by the way, only applies to one digital receiver, which can only be used on one TV. Multiple televisions will require multiple receivers. President Trump's mission accomplished tweet Saturday about the Syria airstrike has been drawing controversy. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders on ABC's This Week explained what uh, Trump meant. The
0: mission carried out by the extraordinary men and women of our armed forces partnered with uh, the men and women in the U.K. and France certainly uh, successful in what they set out to do and accomplish their objectives.
1: And a new ABC News Washington Post poll shows the president's approval rating climbing to 40% up from 36% in January. The boost coming as former FBI Director James Comey set to appear on ABC tonight in his first interview since he was fired by the president back in May. The interview comes as Comey's memoirs featuring harsh criticism of Trump and his administration arrives in bookstores. ABC's George Stephanopoulos looks at what the book could mean to the president's approval rating.
4: Clearly it's a scathing assessment, uh, a scathing personal assessment of President Trump, scathing assessment of his presidency and what he believes President Trump is doing to the institution's and uh, the rule of law in this country. And will that convince uh, people who are already unconvinced? I'm not sure. I mean, but, but we do know this. There is huge, huge interest uh, in this book and in the interview, so we'll see what kind of effect that has.
1: George Stephanopoulos. The full interview with Comey airs in a special edition of 2020 tonight, ahead of the release of Comey's new book called A Higher Loyalty. WBEN Newstime is 11.04. The first alert forecast next.